And I've been asked a lot, how do you find time to do so much? I have two podcasts. I'm a mother of two. I have a full-time job. I'm a dance instructor. I go, I do a lot of fitness classes. And the truth is, being asked that often feels like a smack in the face. Not intentionally, but because it's a compulsion, I don't know how to stop. My goal is not to be superwoman anymore. My goal is peace. I definitely do not have answers on how to find that yet, but I'm on the journey. I just closed out the Belonging mini series, and holy shnikes, I could have gone forever on this one. I've often said that this podcast is like one long therapy session for me. And if you want some real confessions, subscribe to get my weekly emails at allisonhair.com. In the meantime, what I've learned, especially from the feedback from this particular belonging series, is you're really trying to navigate through where your place is in the world too. Your heartfelt responses to belonging or not belonging and so many different age ranges made me feel like I had to hit a nerve on something you deeply, deeply needed to talk about and unearth for yourself. I'm eternally grateful for the kinds of meaningful conversations I've had with you and hopefully you've had with important people in your life too, offline and online. I also have a big change coming up with this podcast. While these podcasts are free for you to listen, there is a lot of work and investment that goes into making it week after week. So I've partnered with an ad network to help me with some of the costs so I can keep delivering the goods to you. So a super helpful way you can support me is to keep listening, keep sharing, keep supporting some of the brands that you might hear about on the show. I'll be giving you exclusive discounts on products and services you might want or need, so stay tuned. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a wild, quick recap on what I learned from the past six episodes. Let me see if I can do this in a succinct and hopefully intriguing, interesting way. Where does the need for belonging begin in childhood? Where does it all start? Cindy Robinson of the Kid Factory taught us that our kids come into this world and trigger all the things we need to heal. Let me say that again. Our kids come into this world and trigger all the things we need to heal. (sighs) Belonging starts to disconnect. This one was such, it was so mind-blowing to me. I asked, "Where, where does it start to disconnect in childhood? And she told me that it disconnects when your elders redirect your natural instincts as a child. And that one was such a big one to unpack. And then we talked about friendships. And turns out we are embarrassed to talk about our state of friendships. Do you have a best friend or not really? Do you feel like a friendship is one-sided? Or you might want to end one that you think is toxic. And we expect friendships to always be easy. That's why they're friendships, right? But apparently not. They require getting through the hard stuff together to go deeper and to really get roots in your friendship. 
Turns out that friendships require as much, if not more, attention than your significant other in some cases. That was such an interesting eye-opening one too. Now, switching gears to cults, (laughs) my favorite topic. Uh, One of my favorite topics and one I've been diving in well beyond the research I did for this episode. And speaking of which, I'm reading a book right now called Cultish by Amanda Montell. It is all about the linguistics uh, or the language of fanaticism that to me is beyond fascinating. I can't put it down. I highly recommend Cultish by Amanda Montell. And what I learned is that cults are way closer than we think to us and are ridiculously interesting. And I was excited to interview the co-host of the hit new podcast, Was I in a Cult? We think we are above being swindled. It could never happen to us. But it turns out there is so much more allure to belonging to people who just get you or a movement that you may feel passionate about or even soul cycle. It is close, y'all. And what about the monikers we use for ourselves, our social identities, whether it's calling yourself a Palestinian or mom or Christian or Starbucks lover or Democrat or Republican, any group or identity that you associate with informs every decision you make and also learning about others' social identities and codes of conduct are keys to actually reconnecting to each other. This was one of my favorite topics to cover, especially as it relates to the political division we have in our families, our friendships, our communities, and in our nation. I always appreciate a conversation to have better understanding over how we operate as humans and incremental ways to begin solving it that start with you. And the episode that I wanted to build this whole belonging series around was on highly sensitive people, which makes up 15 to 20% of the population. And most people don't even know it's a thing. And boy, did you reach out and tell me that you always dismissed your feelings of you being too particular or too intense and realize that you might actually be highly sensitive too. It was kind of exciting to to hear the feedback of people saying, wow, me too. Different kind of me too than the hashtag me too. But still, people are starting to recognize that maybe there isn't something wrong with you. Maybe it's just that you have a trait called highly sensitive. So, so interesting. Now, if all of what I just talked about sounds crazy or intriguing, or maybe maybe it sparks some resistance or interest to understand more from you, please go back and listen to the past six episodes. You can't unlearn this once you hear it. It is such a perspective shift, and it's literally changing me. And speaking of which... These episodes are really a reflection of what I'm working through in real time. And I finally, finally found a therapist that just clicked. So I'm super excited that I'm in therapy finally. And at this moment, I feel like I'm working through some areas where I have felt stuck for decades. Decades. And one of those areas is money. And not just money as in how to invest more and get smarter with money. There are plenty of other podcasts that do a great job of teaching that. That's not what I want to talk about here. But what I want to talk about is untangling the stories you have about money. 
the stories that were embedded in who you are and maybe prevent you from having a healthy relationship with money or your own self-worth. So I'll ask, do you feel envy of other people who have more financial comfort than you do? Were you told when you were younger that rich people are greedy or that money is important or that money is everything? Or do you like to just bury your head in the sand and hope it's going to be okay one day? How do you view your self-worth as it comes to your earnings or even the people around you that might make more or make a lot less? Do you suspect that maybe some of these beliefs have held you back from making more money? Oh yes, we are going to unearth the psychology of money, all the meaning underneath it. And one story that is sticking in my head recently that I thought I would share, my kids are making their Christmas list for Santa. And my eight-year-old son, he's picking out $300, $400 Lego sets. Uh, no, but wait, I have found myself telling my son quite a bit, no, you can't have that. It's too expensive. And I had to stop myself because I learned that I don't want to teach him that he's not worthy of anything expensive or that he can have something of higher value. Now, I'm not equating my son's worth to toys, but I do want to teach him that he can earn anything he wants and I can help him find ways to make money or save it for himself, save for it himself, and not that the things he wants are perpetually out of reach. It's really tricky, right? And I'll get really personal, as I love to do on these solo casts, apparently. For me, my mother beat it into my head as a teenage girl to never rely on a man to make money, always make my own. My mother was begging for me, not to repeat what she had regretted in her own life. As a result, I am a workaholic. I am driven by a hustle. I don't even know how to stop or slow down. And deeply, deeply connected to my self-worth is how much I can produce, whether it's being highly productive and getting a lot of shit done or earning a lot of money. And I've been asked a lot, how do you find time to do so much? I have two podcasts. I'm a mother of two. I have a full-time job. I'm a dance instructor. I go, I do a lot of fitness classes. And the truth is, being asked that often feels like a smack in the face. Not intentionally, but because it's a compulsion, I don't know how to stop. My goal is not to be superwoman anymore. My goal is peace. I definitely do not have answers on how to find that yet but I'm on the journey. And you're on the journey because you're listening to this now. (laughs) So we're on the journey together. But I work in high-tech sales professionally, and I've been in sales for over 20 years. And honestly, these past 18 months have been a big reckoning for me. I've gone some long stretches without a commission check for a number of reasons, some which you can guess and others which are far more complicated. And I feel like I've spun out in a spiral of self-worth and shame. I imagine I can't be alone in this. Could I? Can't be. Personally, I've never heard of any other podcast going this deep in this way. Healing money wounds and having a healthier relationship to money and to yourself. So over the next few episodes, we are talking about really the mental wealth movement. 
I think that's a thing. And how money impacts relationships. Think about the friends you have. So often we inadvertently gravitate towards the people that match our money status. If your friends are rich, you're rich. If your friends are poor, you tend to be poor. Not all the time, but we will talk about friends class. And also how we look at our significant others and ourselves as it relates to money. And I'll tell you a story about spouse envy for a minute that had me thinking. And I was, uh, I was recently at a lavish surprise party for a friend thrown by her husband. He had rented an entire beautiful event space, flew a big name band in from California, open bar, free food for over 80 people, a DJ. It was just amazing. And all of this was a surprise. It was so lovely and loving. But what I noticed is how many of the guests were talking about how they wish their significant other made more money or would do something like that for them, or they were in a better place financially to do something like that. And it got me thinking about how little we have a space to talk about how deeply money impacts and drives our own self-worth and the people around us and can really screw up some relationships with people that are super close to you. So you know me, if it's lurking underneath and you're afraid to talk about it, we're talking about it here. So buckle up. If you aren't already, make sure you subscribe or follow this Culture Changers podcast so you can get alerted every time I publish. The guests I have on deck are really going to help us all heal our money relationships and most of all, our relationships to ourselves. I have a weekly email, which has turned into a very personal confessional. I hope you'll go to allisonhair.com, type in your email so you can get those notes delivered right to you from me. In the meantime, won't you share this episode with some friends? Turns out that these deep secrets are lurking beneath the surface and need a place to come out and be processed. So we're going to do that together. I can't thank you enough for listening, for sharing, for connecting with me, and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast player and all the rest of it. I'm so grateful. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.